Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast. As you can tell by the title, we're going to be talking about my stalker. We're not going to waste no time, we're going to get in this bag and we're going to get this story time started. Okay, so let's get to it. Okay, so in my 28 years of living, I have encountered some crazy people. Stalkers and everything. But, to be quite honest, my first experience with a stalker, obsessive person, whatever you want to call it, was when I was in the fifth grade. Yes, you did hear me right. I was in the fifth grade. Okay. So, I lived on this street. Let's, let me talk about this street. Let me describe the street to you guys. At the beginning of the street was a school, which was my elementary school on the right-hand side. Across the street from the elementary school on the left-hand side was a barbecue shack. We called it the barbecue shack. Now, behind the barbecue shack was two sets of apartments that were across from each other. But if you get back on the main street where my elementary school was and where the the barbecue shack was, You're going to go further down. It's going to be like a snow cone, ice cream type of place. Um, They had a couple of houses back there. And then if you go a few more seconds down the street, there was a corner store. And right across the street from the corner store was some apartments, which was the apartments I lived in. Now... My parents had decided that me and my siblings were old enough to walk to school by ourselves. And the school had to be, I give it seven minutes up the street. Maybe not even that much. Like, the elementary school was literally up the street. Now, I don't really talk about my siblings a lot on here, but it was a bunch of us, let me just say. It was a whole bunch of us. Um, A handful of us were in elementary a handful of us was in middle school, and three were were in high school. So, me and my siblings that were in elementary, we was excited. Like, I had just graduated to the fifth grade. Like, I'm excited. My parents letting us walk to school with our friends. Y'all, I'm crumb. So, the only thing my mom and my dad uh, demanded was that my siblings, my older siblings, which were in high school, uh, watch over us as we walk in. Now, once you walk so far, once you reach the barbecue shack, it was a crossing guard. We're going to call her Miss Jones. Miss Jones was the crossing guard. She was there all the time. And she just, you know, stopped the traffic and let us cross to get to the right side to the school. So they had to basically watch us till we get there. Because their buses came late. Now, my siblings in middle school, their buses dropped them off and picked them up directly in front of our apartments. And same for the um, high school bus. It dropped my sisters and my brothers off maybe a couple of seconds past the apartments. But Okay, anyway, so we wake up the next morning. We all set and ready. We getting ready to walk to school. My siblings watching us. We meet up with our friends, y'all. We crunk. We were talking and playing so much that it seemed like we reached the school so quick. 
Miss Jones, you know, Miss Jones was the sweetest crossing guard ever. Believe it or not, when I go to my hometown and visit my mom, Miss Jones is still a crossing guard. And Miss Jones is, she's older now, but she's the sweetest pie. So when we um, reach her, she stops the traffic. She lets, lets us go across. We go into school, everything. So we're going to fast forward. School is out. Once we get out of school, we stay on the right side because we wanted to go to the corner store, which was directly across the street from our apartments. Now, my mom and my dad, they worked a lot. In the beginning, they worked a lot. And so we knew the people who owned the corner store <clears throat> very well. So my mom and my dad um, put a tab over there for us. I don't know if everybody do tabs, but basically a tab is where they would put, like my mom and my dad, they would put like $300 on the tab. And then we'll go in the store, all of us, and get whatever we wanted, and it just be deducted from that tab. Once the tab runs short or whatever, my mom and my dad would go and replenish it and put more money on it. So we was like, man, you know how it is when you was in uh, elementary school or school period. You get out of school, you want all kinds of snacks. So we walking with our friends. Now we walk, we walk into the corner store. We already arrived at the corner store. Now let me say this. The street I lived on or the neighborhood that I was in when I was in my elementary school would be considered the ghetto. And if you live in a ghetto, every ghetto has that corner store. And if you from the ghetto, you already know what I'm about to say. This corner store is the corner store where all the men, they hang out literally all day. I mean, from the time the store opened to the time the store closes, these men are just hanging in front of the store. Why? I don't know. Even to this day, I don't know. Obviously, they don't got no job. They ain't got no life. But I don't know. So... Yeah. So we get to the store and it's a bunch of it's a bunch of men in front of the store. I make eye contact with a couple of them, but of course I'm not speaking to none of them. So we go in the store, me and my siblings, we get what we want. Even my friends, they get a couple of things. And we get ready to leave the store. So we leave the store, I make eye contact with a couple of more of the guys that was standing in front of the store. We stood there for like maybe three, four seconds and talk to our friends and then they had to go so we crossed the street we go home and we locked the door because my parents had already told us we are not allowed to go outside until my older siblings get home so you know we had already had our snacks so we was good to go so we stayed and locked ourselves in the house until my brothers and sisters got home and then we went outside and played okay so we're going to fast forward. Now, we have been walking to school for a couple of weeks now. <clears throat> and we always do the same routine. So this particular day, <clears throat> we walking, we make it to the corner store before we, you know, go home, like our daily routine. And this time I made eye contact with this guy, like, I felt like he was trying to get my attention, so I just I just glanced in his in his direction, and he just smiled and he winked at me. I didn't say nothing to him. I just you know we ran in the store. 
We got what we wanted like we always do. I came out. At this point, I'm feeling like this particular gentleman is trying to get my attention. Like, he's trying hard to get my attention. And so, when we came out the store, I said, I told myself, I'm not going to look in that direction. But he was, they was making a lot of noise over there. So when we looked, he winked at me again. And so we hurry up, we crossed the street, went home, locked the door. You know, our regular routine. I was telling my siblings, I said, man, that guy at the corner store, like he winked at me twice. And so my brother, even though he just a great higher than me, he just thinks he is like, King Kong. He was like, oh, why you didn't say nothing? I would have, you know, told that fool, what are you looking at and stuff? I was like, no, it just made me feel a little uncomfortable. And so when my older siblings got home, I told my brother and my sister that the guy at the corner store, like, made me feel a little uncomfortable. He uh, was winking at me, waving at me. And so my sister was like, well, did he try to touch you? I said, no. He said, well, did he try to talk to you? I said, no, he just winked, he waved, and he smiled. That's it. And she said, well, if he ever tried to do anything to you, you let us know. I was like, okay. So, we're going to fast forward. I don't know what happened. I remember it was raining the previous night, and the lights had went out in the house. It was, I remember it was raining so bad that my mom and my dad had called and said that they probably was going to be home a little late because it was raining and the streets were so flooded where they were at. So it was raining so hard. So I remember the lights had went out in the apartment. So when we woke up the next day, y'all, we were late for school. When I say we were late, we were late. We got up, we start getting ready. I'm trying to squeeze my way through the restroom so I could get ready too. But it's like people everywhere. Like my brothers and my sisters are literally everywhere. So I just go sit on the couch until they done. Till they done. Now, my all my sisters and brothers, they missed their bus. The ones that was in middle school and the ones that were in high school. So my mom had called and said, that excuse me her friend that which was our next door neighbor um kids was also late for the for the bus they go to the same middle school as my siblings and that she was going to drop them off when she dropped her kids off so that was perfect for them and then my sister her boyfriend came and picked her and the rest of my siblings up and they went on to school and so my siblings that I go to school with in elementary, my brother had some kind of basketball practice, basketball drill thing. I don't know. I don't really remember, but I know he had to leave, so he couldn't wait on me. And I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Y'all go ahead because I can finally, you know, take a bath because everybody was in the restroom. Mind you, we lived in a four-bedroom apartment, and it was like three baths. So if every bathroom was filled, you should, that should tell you how many of us live in this apartment. Anyways, so I, you know, got ready or whatever. I locked the door, then I head out. So 
I'm heading out. I'm walking in the direction of the school. I'm on the left side where the barbecue shack is, where the crossing guard is at. So I'm walking, and something tells me to look behind me. So when I look behind me, who is it? It's the guy from the corner store that winked at me. And I said, well, I know he ain't following me, but I just it just gave me a bad vibe. So the street I live on, it is kind of a busy street. So if you don't cross it when you can, you really ain't going to be able to cross it unless you go up to the crossing guard. So I ran across the street on the right-hand side just to see if he was going to try to follow me to see if he was following me. You know what I mean? If that makes sense what I just said. So I'm walking. I'm acting like I'm not really paying attention to him. And then not even two seconds after I crossed the street, he come crossing the street to the right-hand side. Now, when he make it to the right-hand side, I hurry up and darted back to the left side. I almost got hit by a car, y'all. I was I darted, and I just, I don't know why I panicked, and I just hurry up and ran to Miss Jones, the crossing guard. Now, she's looking at me while I'm dodging and crossing the street like, what's going on? But she seen the guy behind me, so I told her, I said, he followed me. So she, you know, crossed me the street. She crossed the street with me. She took me to the principal office because she has to report it. And so the principal was like, well, they're going to call me into the office before school is out. I'm like, okay, cool. So the bell is almost about to ring for school to be out. And they hadn't called me. I'm like, these fools have forgot. But I haven't forgot. And they called me to the office. So basically, the principal wanted to know what happened. I'll just let her know, hey, we were late this day. I was walking to the school. I had crossed the street to the right-hand side to see if he was following me. Then he crossed the street. So I hurried up and darted back to the left-hand side, and that's when I ran to the crossing guard. So she was like, well, she got to get in contact with my parents to let them know what's going on. She got in contact with my mom and dad. My mom and dad was at work. My mom and dad was like, basically, they was going to talk to me once they got home. And for us, me and my siblings, not to leave the school until my brothers and my sisters, my older brothers and sisters, came and got us. So we just sitting there waiting for them to get out of school. And so finally they they come. They come. They come get us. We walking home. And, of course, I seen the guy sitting at the corner store. But this time we didn't go to this corner store. My mom and my dad was like this. Go directly home. Don't go outside. Just go directly in the house. We got plenty of snacks and stuff in the house. Y'all don't need to go over there today to the corner store, she means. So we went in the house. Um, We did our homework. My sister, she was cooking. You know, her boyfriend came over, so she was cooking. And we watched the TV. Then time went by. It was time for us to go to sleep. So we were asleep. When we were asleep, when my mom and my dad came home, they woke me up and they, you know, was talking to me about what happened today and I let them know what happened. And so my dad and my mom was basically asking me about the same stuff my, my sister asked me, like, had he tried to touch me? Had he tried to talk to me? I said, no. The first time I noticed him, he, you know, he winked and he waved at me. Um... And he was smiling at me. I said, and then he was following me today. 
So my dad was pissed, y'all. My dad was pissed. My dad said he gonna have a conversation with this good dude because he don't know what his problem is. My dad did end up having a conversation with the man. The man told my dad that he wasn't following me. His daughter lives in, t- lives in the apartments uh, uh, behind the barbecue shack, and he was headed to the apartments. But this is my thing. If you headed to the apartments to see your daughter, why when I cross the street, you cross the street? And why, when you see me running to the crossing guard, you turned around and walked back to the store? That's what I would tell my dad after my dad told me. So my dad just was like, just stay away from him. And if he starts to bother you again, let us know. I was like, okay. So we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward. Now, this particular time, it kind of died down, but not really. Like, he's just doing a lot of um, staring and stuff at me. I don't know. He made me feel uncomfortable, you guys. Like, seriously. This is probably why I'm so paranoid today because of this incident. (laughs) Anyways, so he didn't really leave me alone, to be honest with you. He started to, like, when he would see me in the store and, like, nobody was around, he will try to whisper things in my ear. I'm not going to repeat the things he whispered in my ear. It's just things that a grown man should not be telling a fifth grader. Oh, and let me say this, too. This stalker I had was, like, 51, 52, y'all. He was a grown-ass man. And I was in the fifth grade. I want y'all to remember this. I was in the fifth grade. And so, like, he would, and I would always log talk him and bring um, attention to it so people would know that he was bothering me. Like, every time he would try to whisper to me or something, and then he would try to brush up against me sometimes so he can, like, accidentally touch me, I would always cause a scene. So, this particular day, my uh, brother's birthday was happening. My mom and them had, now, the apartment we lived in, it had, like, a real nice, um, like, play area. I don't want to say play area. It had a real nice area where you could, like, throw a party. So my mom and them, they went all out. They had, like, face painters, um, cotton candy machine, bouncy house. Um, um, the guy, it's called, I don't know if they have my out there where y'all at, but it's called an arcade truck where there's people, they come and they park this uh, truck at your house or event or whatever. And you can play all kind of games. Like my mom and my dad always goes out for all of our birthdays, just to be honest. Okay, so we, you know, we having a good time. My daddy over there, he barbecuing, you know, that music playing. All my cousins and my siblings and my, some of our friends are there. Like, we having us a good time dancing and stuff. And I don't know why. Like, in the back of my apartments, it's like a fence up, but it's not a fence that covers us. It's just like a burglar bar fence, if that makes sense. Like, you can see, obviously see somebody standing right there. You know what I mean? So I don't know what what made me look in that direction. But when I looked over there, and it's crazy, y'all, because thinking about it now, it's just sending chills down my spine. <sighs> Excuse me, y'all. But when I looked in that corner, I saw him standing there like right. It was like a tree right there. He was standing right there by a tree smiling at me 
with his phone out. I screamed so freaking loud. My mom and my dad and my aunts, they come, they rush me to see what was wrong. And I told my dad, like, he was standing right there. Like, he was literally standing right there recording me. And, of course, when my dad looked over there, he wasn't there. Of course. Somehow he had made it back to the um, corner store. But I'm telling my dad, I said, I swear, I swear, he was, he was right there. Now, on the side of my apartment, it's like a little trail. Like, if you walk that trail... Like, if you cross the street from the corner store, you walk on the side of that trail, you'll be in the back of my apartment. So, I'm telling my dad, like, he was right there. But good thing, it was a bunch of people there, because even some of my cousins was like, yeah, we saw him standing right there with his phone up. My dad was mad. My dad went up there, and he hemmed that dude up, and he bust that dude in his mouth. And he basically told the dude, I don't know what your damn problem is, but you need to leave my daughter alone. You need to stay the hell away from my daughter. Now, I'm going to keep reminding y'all, I'm in the fifth grade. This man is like 51, 52 years old. Like, he's he's a man who got grown kids, who, ki- who kids got kids my age, if that makes sense what I just said. He has grown kids who have kids my age. That's what I'm trying to say. So, after my uncles and some of my daddy friends came and yanked him off the dude, he was just telling the dudes, you better stay the hell away from my daughter. Did the dude stay away? Maybe for like a couple of weeks he did. But he was still with the same thing, like trying to whisper stuff in my uh, ear, trying to like... find a way to brush up against me like this dude was weird like he was he was so weird that to the point I told my sister I said it's gonna be a point where I was scared that he was going to take me away rape me and kill me like I've never seen somebody so obsessed with somebody I mean, I see stuff like that on TV, but I didn't experience it in life until this incident. You know what I mean? Okay, so my parents, they gave us keys. We all didn't have keys to the apartment. My sister had a key. I had a key. My brother had a key. And then two of my siblings in middle school had a key. Now, my brother, the one that was in middle school, this boy right here, he lost a million keys. I don't know how many times my parents told him about keeping up with that daggone key, but he was constantly losing the key. So my parents had told him already, if you lose this key, you just ain't going to get no more keys. So he didn't want to get in trouble. Nobody wanted him to get in trouble. So they convinced me to give him my key. And I was like, yeah, it's fine because... By the time we all make it home, my other brother, he has the key, too. Now, the reason he has the key is because sometimes he has um, basketball practice. And depending on, like, if my aunt comes or somebody comes to get us and we're not home, he still have a way to get home. So, 
we go to school like normal. My mom had to check my brother and my sisters out of school because their shops wasn't up to date and they refused to let them go to school. I don't know if they still do that nowadays, but if your shop record ain't up to date, you ain't going to class. So my mom had to take my siblings out of class so they can go get their shots up to date. And she left me in class. She didn't come pull me, which she should have. I don't know why she did it. It would have made sense if she did, but I guess, I don't know. Anyways, so I wasn't really tripping because I was like, okay, well, I'll just walk home with my friends. And then I'll just go in the house and stay in the house until, you know, my mom and them get home. School let out. You know, the uh, they called me to the office, the principal office, because my mama left a note basically saying for me to go straight home and, you know, lock the door. If I wanted, my friends could stay with me until they got home, but she didn't want me to be outside. My friends can stay with me. They had other prior engagements, but they did walk with me to the house. So I get to my house, and I'm like, okay, you know, thank y'all for walking with me to the house. They left, and I'm digging in my backpack for my key, and guess what? I done forgot that I gave my daggone key to my brother. So I'm calling my mama. She not answering the phone. I'm calling my dad. He's at work. He not answering the phone. I'm calling my sister, she in class. I'm texting her and I'm like, hey, I forgot so-and-so had, I gave him my key. Mom came and picked so-and-so them up from school. Like, I'm calling her, I can't get in the apartment. And then, so she was like, well, call my aunt. So I called my aunt, my aunt was a teacher. My aunt was still in class, she couldn't get out. She told me to call my cousin. I called my cousin. My cousin said her her class, her my cousin was in college, by the way. Um, her class let out in like 20 minutes. It was going to take her about 15 minutes to get to me. She was like, so just chill at the apartments. Keep calling. She, of course, she called my mom, Amy. But keep calling, you know, my mom and keep her informed. I'm like, okay, fine. 20 minutes going to pass by so quick. So I'm steady calling my mama. Ain't nobody answering. And I probably already know that my brother hates getting shots. So I'm, I, of course I found this out later on, but I already knew he was at the doctor's office acting a straight fool. So I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I ain't nothing. I want to eat something so bad, but I don't have nothing. I want to go across the street, but I don't, I'm scared. I'm scared to go across the street. But when I was coming in, I glanced over there, and I didn't see old dude over there. So I walked kind of to the front of the apartment to see if he was sitting out there in front of the corner store, and he, he wasn't. So I decided I was going to go across the street. And give me something to eat. So that's what I did. I went across the street. Now the guy that owned this store, we're going to call him Philip because he's from the Philippines. But it was him, his wife, his mother-in-law, and his two kids. They were always there. And they had that thing locked down like Fort Knox. You hear me? 
Like, they had all kind of bulletproof glass up. Like, the only way you was going to get through there is if you had a bulldozer to break it down. Like, I mean, like I told y'all, I lived in the hood when I was the ghetto in my elementary years. So, I get what I want. <clears throat> I hurry up. I run back to the across the street to my apartment. I'm basically sitting sitting by my apartment eating my snacks. I'm steady trying to get in contact with my mama. She ain't answering. My sister was like, she, I told her that my cousin said that she'll be there. And she was like, well, she gonna try to see if they'll let her leave class early. All of them leave class early so they can come. I was like, okay, so one of y'all gonna get here first. Either my sister's gonna, and my brother's gonna get here, the ones that's in high school. My cousin, um, my mom eventually gonna come home. But I'm like, somebody coming. So I look up. Now, I don't know if I said this. In, in the beginning of the apartment, like the front of the apartment, it was a guy that working on his car. So when I looked up, Stalker had walked up and was talking to the guy uh, that was working on his car. I started blowing my mama phone up. My mama is not answering the phone. That be pissing me off. You know what? My mama still do that to this day. Let me know if your mama do that. Like, what's the use of having a phone if you ain't answering it? What's the use of giving me a phone and my siblings a phone if you not going to answer the phone? So I could see him, like, making eye contact with me while he talking to the dude, like, I already knew that he was using that dude as an excuse to try to ease his way over there by me, so I took a picture of him, and I sent it to my cousin, I said, look, please, can you come on, please, 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 she said, my my class is just letting out, I'm walking to the car as quickly as I can, but it's going to take me 15 minutes to get to you, but I'm coming, I said, please, please, I don't want this dude to come over here and talk to me. She said, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I said, okay, okay. Lo and behold, who comes in front of me? He, Well, he's not directly in front of me, but he's standing in front of me, if that makes sense. Like, if I was to reach my hand out, I couldn't touch him, but he was standing, he was standing in front of me. And he just, he just stood there for a minute, and he looked at me, and he smiled. The most creepiest smile I could think of. Like, even if I close my eyes to this day, I could still see that creepy-ass smile. And I told him, I said, please don't talk to me. Please just leave me alone. And he goes, basically, how do I say this? Because it's weird. It's Saying it back out loud is weird. So he basically was telling me that he promised me he's not going to hurt me. He would never do anything to hurt me. And I'm like, okay, please. Like, he's kind of like putting his hand out trying to touch me. And I'm like, look, please don't touch me. Please don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Just please leave me alone. Please. I'm steady trying to call my cousin. I'm like texting her calling my mom like at this point I'm pissed the fuck off at my mom I'm really pissed off at my mom because I'm like what the fuck I understand y'all probably had to call the whole national guard to come hold my brothers down while he get his shots but I'm trying to call you 
And so he was like telling me all this stuff like he's always thinking about me and that he loves me and that um he like took me taking pictures of me and he started showing me pictures on his phone of pictures he took of me. Talk about some creepy ass shit, y'all. Remind y'all, I am in the fifth grade. Do you hear me? I'm going to keep saying that to let y'all know I'm young. This man is 51, 52 years old. I am in the fifth grade, y'all. And he's like, he's in love with me. He want to be with me. Um, he want to take care of me. Um, my, my, my parents don't want to see us together. But he would never do anything to hurt me. He just, he just want to be with me. Like, he just, he constantly thinking about me, and he has to see me. Now, I'm thinking to myself, like, is this dude crazy? He has to be crazy. And I'm just, at this point, I'm crying because he's steady trying to touch me. And I'm like, please don't touch me. Please, please, please. So I just started screaming. The guy that was out there working on the truck, he comes over, and he runs over to me. And he was like, what's going on? And I'm just, I'm in tears because I'm fucking terrified. At this point, my cousin pulls up, and she was like, what's going on? And I told her, in the midst of me telling her, this fool then took off running. He then took off running. I don't know where he ran to, y'all. I really don't. But my cousin, she let me in the house. She stood in the house with me, and finally we get in contact with my mom. My mom destroyed. She didn't call my dad, which pissed my dad off, y'all. When I say my dad was pissed the fuck off, I know my dad had sped home. All I know is in the top of my mom and my dad's closet was a gun. My mom was trying to stop my dad. My dad went in there and got the gun, and he left. My dad came back like two hours. After the fact. Couldn't nobody find the dude. Nobody know where he was. So my dad called the cops. He called the cops. The cops came. So the cops basically wanted to know what happened. So I told them what happened. They wanted me to describe how he looked. So I'm trying to describe how he looked. But then I remembered. I took a picture and I had sent it to my cousin. So I showed them the picture of him. And so the cop basically was like, well, basically what all was he saying? And I was like, he was just saying how he wanted to be with me, that he was in love with me, that he would never hurt me. And my parents don't want us to see us together. And he always thinking about me. And I told him that he was showing me like all these pictures that he took of me in his phone, like some weird stuff. And my dad was, like, basically telling the cops, like, if y'all don't find him, I'm going to find him. And if I find him, basically, I'm going to be going to jail. And, of course, the cops trying to calm my dad down, telling my dad to let them handle it. They're going to handle it and all this other crap. So I'm terrified. I'm scared because I'm like, this dude is going to kidnap me. Like, I've never met someone so obsessed like this dude was obsessed with me and so 
later on that night, you know, all my siblings, they feeling so bad for me. And I'm thinking to myself, with all my siblings around, why me? That's what I, I started to think to myself. And then I had overheard my mom and my dad talking that night. And all I remember hearing my dad was saying that, that he was going to go to jail for life. Because his main thing is to protect his family. And if he had to kill this man to protect me, he would. And he would go to jail for life. And I just started crying. Because I felt like, y'all, excuse me if I start crying. I'm trying not to. I just started crying because I felt bad. I felt like all of this was my fault. I'm trying to think back in my head, what did I do to make this, this man act like this? Like, I had never spoke to him. I just seen him that one day. And, you know, he was winking at me and he waving at me. But I'm like, well, maybe I I looked at him in a way he thought I liked at him. Like, I just started to blame myself. And I had came up with the conclusion that from that day forward, I was going to handle this myself. I wasn't going to tell my mom and my dad no more because if my dad was to go to jail for life for killing this man... I wouldn't be able to forgive myself and I would feel so guilty. So I had already made up my mind that I would never, I wouldn't tell my mom them nothing else. So a couple of weeks had passed by and, excuse me y'all, this story is so hard for me. A couple of weeks had passed by, and one of my friends was having a pool party. Now, I told y'all, it was some apartments that were um, behind the barbecue shack. It was two sets of apartments across the street from each other. So, she was having a pool party at her apartments, and of course, my mom and them let us go. And so, we at the pool party, we having a we having a good time. Like, her mom had, had all kind of pool games and food and cool cups. Now, if you don't know what a cool cup is, see, that's old school right there. That's when you get the Kool-Aid, you mix it up, you put in them little styrofoam cups, you freeze it. We call them cool cups. I don't know what y'all call them. But anyways, um, I had to use the restroom. And her mom was like, oh, well, the house is unlocked. The apartment is unlocked. You could just go up there and use the restroom because I don't know why they didn't have a restroom by the pool, but they didn't have a restroom by the pool. So I'm trying to hurry up, run up to the stairs to go use the restroom and so I can get back to the party, right? So I go upstairs, I go in her house, I use the restroom and I'm finna get ready to go back downstairs. And as I'm, because she lived on the third floor. So as I'm I'm coming down the stairs from the third floor, I'm heading on the second floor. As soon as I'm coming down the stairs on the second floor, who is walking out of the apartment? The stalker. Y'all. When I say at this moment, I felt like the life had been sucked out of me.
because I look, I, I felt like I saw a ghost. I looked like I saw a ghost. I didn't know what to do. I just was praying that this man just let me go down these stairs back to this pool party and he just leave me alone. Of course he didn't. And he was just like, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to say I was sorry. And I started backing back up the stairs because I'm just going to go off running and I'm going to run back to her apartments and I'm going to lock the door. But then I'm just like, I'm thinking to, I'm frozen though. I'm frozen. And he was like, I don't want you to be scared of me. Please don't be scared of me. And I just love you so much. And I will do anything for you. And I don't want you to be scared of me. And I'm just like, please. I always just say, please don't, please don't touch me. And he was like, um, you would never have a man that loves you like I love you. Like, I just, I just want to be with you and I want to take care of you. Mind you, this grown-ass man has grandkids my age. You hear me? And I'm just like, please, please, just leave me alone. Just let, just let me pass and go back to the party. Please leave me alone. And he was like, um... He basically want to be with me. Like, like he could take me right now and we could go basically live happily ever after and I'm like no I don't want to go with you just leave me alone and so I'm about to turn around and run back up the stairs and he grabbed me by my arm and he was like y'all I'm trying not to cry and he was like I'll let you go if you kiss me and I'm like no I don't want to kiss you just leave me alone please leave me alone I'm it seemed like I'm screaming. It seemed like I'm talking loud, but ain't nobody coming. Ain't nobody hearing me. And to myself at this moment, I said, this is the moment where this man kidnapped me. This is the moment. Like, I could not overpower him. I tried to run. He grabbed me. And I'm just trying to fight. I'm trying to fight my way off of him because he's, he's trying to force himself to kiss me. And I'm just like, please. And then I don't know what made me say this, but I said, if you love me like you say you love me, then please, just, leave, just let me go. And then he just looked at me for a second. And he still was trying to kiss me. So I screamed. With all my might, y'all, I screamed. And then the lady come running out the apartment and she comes grabbing him. And then she goes, oh, my goodness, are you okay? And I'm just, I just fell out. I was crying. I was crying. I screamed loud this time. It felt like I screamed from the bottom of my toes to the top of my head. Every, everything I had in my body, I just screamed. I knew they heard me at this time at the pool, probably down the street. All I could hear is feet come running up the stairs and the lady. Now, the lady turned out to be his daughter. And she was, like, going off on him, like, what is you doing? Like, what is going on? And I'm just crying. I'm screaming. And so my my friend mom, she comes, and she is destroyed. She felt so bad. And... He's trying to get away, and his his daughter grabbed him, and she was just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he was like, oh, no, she was trying to ask me for help, and I'm like, no, you he, I'm just like, he lying. 
I was like, he was basically trying to force me to kiss him and telling me that we could he we could leave right now or we could be together, we could start a life together and that he loved me like I'm just telling everything and he was like, She's not telling the truth, she's lying, she's lying and y'all, I'm just I'm just destroyed. I'm destroyed, I'm destroyed, destroyed. I don't know how my dad got there. I don't know what the hell, but I just remember my dad appeared out of nowhere like a freaking angel, y'all. He pistol, he was pistol whooping the hell out that man. They had to call the cops. And of course the cops ended up putting my dad inside the truck. I mean, inside the car. They detained old boy. Now, old boy is basically telling the cops that I was coming on to him. And I was telling him all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not true. I said, officer, that is not true. I said, when I was coming, you know, I'm basically telling him everything. And his daughter was like, well, when I came, he was, he had grabbed her by her arm. He was holding me so tight by my arm, y'all. I had a bruise on my arm. He was grabbing me by my arm and he was forcing, trying to force me to kiss him. He was basically telling me, he'll let me, he'll let me go and let me go back to the party if I was to kiss him. And he was just telling me that he loved me, that he's in love with me. He loved me so much. Um, I just, he just, I just don't know how much I mean to him. Like, he was just going on a tangent about all these things. So, of course, he denied it, he denied it. They end up arresting him. They end up arresting him. They end up taking him to jail. They end up letting my dad go, y'all. My dad said he had had enough. He said enough was enough. He said... Two things going to happen. Either I'm going to kill this man because for some reason, this man is not getting in his head to leave my daughter alone. Y'all, he did not understand. I don't care how many times my daddy beat him up. I don't care. I don't care. This man was obsessed with me. And he was making his mission to to get me. I don't know why, y'all, to this day, for the life of me, I do not know why. Okay, you hear me? I don't know why. I say it took three days. My dad packed us up and he moved us the hell out the hood. We didn't even, I didn't even get to finish elementary. He moved us to a whole new district. We was living in the suburbs around the the Caucasian people, like my dad completely uprooted us out the hood. He said, I'm not going to let this man, I'm not going to basically give him my daughter. He's not going to destroy my family. So he uprooted us and I started going to another school. And that's, you know, how I met my best friends and everything. That's how I was talking about the house I lived in that I grew up in. Now, the reason I decided to do this story time was because I wanted to bring awareness to stuff like this. I mean, it's some people in the world who are sick. Um, some people, it don't matter what you do. I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones because it could have turned out totally different. 
but I had parents who believed me. I had parents who was determined to not let this monster win. Now, the reason I'm doing this story time, once I moved, I never heard from this man again. Never. Never, 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 never. Maybe, I want to say maybe two, I'm going to say maybe three years ago. Um, I call myself, now, as you know, I'm not really on social media. Yeah, I have had a Facebook. Every once in a while, I reactivate it, I deactivate it, just to see what's going on. This particular time, I reactivated my Facebook. Just to see what was going on. I forgot to deactivate it. I got distracted by something. I don't remember. And something, uh, a notification popped up over my phone. was like I got a friend request. So I'm like, who the hell could be friend requesting me? So, who was friend requesting me, you guys? It was my stalker. I don't know how he found me. He must have searched high and low this on this Facebook because my name on Facebook is my name, but it's not my name. When I say I was just, for a minute, I just sit there and I looked at the friend request. And then I got scared. I got scared because I'm a single woman who lives alone. Yeah, I may have weapons to protect me, but I got scared. So I blocked him. I deleted my Facebook page again. And here we are today. Y'all... If your parents out there, or if your kids out there, y'all be aware of y'all surroundings, you know? If something is happening to you that you know shouldn't happen, don't be afraid to talk to your parents. I know it may be hard, or maybe talk to a friend, a teacher. Don't be scared, because it is some sick people in this world. And in my case, this when when the authorities got involved, he always would tell the authorities that I oh she told me and she tried to come on to me. Mind y'all, I'm in a fifth grade. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to do what fifth graders do. Is really just have fun with my friends. That's it. And it will have you questioning yourself, like me. Like, I didn't question, what did I do wrong? Maybe I looked at him wrong. Or, you know, I just, as I got older, I started to realize it wasn't me, it was him. He's, he was a sick person. And I appreciate my, my parents for doing what they did. Uprooting us, changing our scenery. It was one of the best decisions my parents could have ever done. But I will always forever remember this situation because it freaked me the hell out.
This man was old enough to be my daddy. And he was obsessed with me. Like, when he was showing me these pictures that he took of me, some of these pictures, I didn't even know he was taking pictures of me. Like, I've never met someone that so obsessed. And then when, like I said, when authorities come, he just like turns it off like a switch. If you don't take anything, if you take, matter of fact, if you take anything from this story time, is don't be afraid to talk to somebody. It's always somebody that will listen. If it's someone out there doing things to you that you know they shouldn't, touching you in places that you know they shouldn't or anything that you know they should not do tell somebody period and that goes for kids that goes for even adults you'll be surprised thank y'all for letting me vent this situation has made me grow in so many ways. It has made me paranoid in so many ways. But it made me stronger in a lot of ways. Because now, you know, I have nieces, I have nephews, and I would do anything in the world for them. So they wouldn't have to experience the things I experienced. Because, like, I'm going to keep saying, there is some sick people in this world. I want to thank y'all again for letting me vent and letting me get the story off my chest. I'm proud of myself because I did it without crying. I mean, I got quiet on some parts because I was about to cry, but I'm proud of myself. This has been Story Times with a Gemini. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all later.